Hey there, my lovely friends. Thank you for coming back to the 123 Mom Squad podcast. I'm so glad you're here with me. In this episode, I speak to Ann Pence. What an incredible story. Well, it's like all of my guests have incredible, inspiring stories. Um, but Ann, Ann has a very different story. She has a story of overcoming trauma. Um, I encourage you to listen to this episode. It is um, very eye-opening, and we talk about feeling your feelings and how important it is to just become aware emotionally of where your feelings are and what what do you do with those feelings. Do you bottle them up? How can we get them out? And more on EFT and tapping. So here's a little bit more on Anne. When Anne was 19, she woke up in the morning to find her mother deceased in her bathroom. 20 years later, the tears from her trauma were still just under the surface. She found a simple technique that helped her release the emotions, but she went further and can now put her awareness inside her body, and she's changed the bone structure of her skull and grown a quarter or half an inch at the age of 55. I've seen it. You can check out the side-by-side x-rays on her YouTube channel. She now has found that seeking out your truth, what we truly feel, and accepting our feelings is the key to inner peace. I can't wait for you to listen to this episode. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. I absolutely love all the support and the referrals that I've been getting from everyone. Thank you so much. And let's get to the the episode. Hello, my friends. I am Jenny Lynn, and this is my show. I am a wife and mom of two crazy kiddos. I have struggled many years with chronic illness and pain. I have a passion to find out as much as I can while navigating through life, not always feeling 100%. I have realized that having a positive mindset is a must in today's crazy world. You deserve to live this life showing up as your best self, and I can help you get there. If you've been feeling lost after becoming a mom, you're not alone. I know that incredible woman is still in there, just begging to be found. I am here to create a safe, non-judgmental space for like-minded women. Let's empower each other. I am so happy you're here. Now, let's jump into the 123 Mom Squad podcast with me, Jenny Lynn. Hi, Anne. So nice to see you again. How have you been? I've been pretty good. I'm a little croaky today, but it's lovely to be here. That's great. Thanks for coming back. I enjoyed our conversation last time, so I can't wait for the audience to hear more about more about your health journey and everything that you've been kind of going through. Um, you've got one incredible story to share. So just a quick introduction to my audience. This is Anne Hintz, and Anne was unfortunately 19 years old when she woke up one morning to find her mother deceased in her bathroom. And after 20 years later, the tears from that trauma were just still under the surface. So now she's found some simple techniques that have helped her release these emotions. So let's kind of dig into that if you don't mind. And I can't imagine how traumatizing something like that could possibly be. And how, how do you move on through something like that or move through that? Well, I think we learn in childhood how to deal or not deal with traumas like that. So I'd had multiple different traumas in my childhood. 
And as a family, we didn't talk about anything. We didn't talk about anything in depth. We didn't talk about emotions. So I was trained just to go on with life. And that's what I did. I didn't know there was anything I could do other than what I did. Wow. So, you know, I, I feel like too, it is, it is hard for families to have those difficult conversations, especially with young ones. And they don't really know how to bring it up until the unfortunate already has happened. And so when, when were you, or how did you go through life did, knowing that you had this, this trauma in the back of your head and how did it affect you on your day-to-day journey through your young adulthood? Well, that's the thing. I was not aware that it was affecting me until I realized that it was. And that wasn't until my late 30s. So I just lived my life from a place of fear. I had you know, a lot of a very negative mind, a very reactionary mind. And yeah. I thought that was normal. I didn't know there was anything from my childhood affecting me still. And I think that's the case with a lot of us. We just don't have the awareness until we're shown something you know, that shows us there is something. Right. So, so what was that like aha moment? Like, how did you actually know, like, oh my gosh, this is something I haven't addressed. And how do I do that now that I know that that's something that has been festering for so many years? Yes. As I said, it was my late thirties. So I, that time I was a mother of two young boys and I had like a business altercation with a couple of other mothers at school and they were very self-confident self-assured authority type women and I was not I was this fearful mother (laughs) inside and they told me I'd done something wrong and I didn't think I'd done something wrong and it just went over and over in my mind you know what they'd said what I'd said what had happened I just couldn't let it go and it was days I couldn't sleep And that's when I started to realize, I don't think this is normal. I don't think other people would react this way. And I realized it felt a little bit like how I would react when my dad would tell me I'd done something wrong. And that was the little opening that made me realize, oh, maybe there's something from my childhood that I haven't looked at yet. So kind of like being on like the defensive end, like you were almost um, kind of making up an excuse more or less, right? Like why was it you were reacting like that? Or do I have that completely wrong? (laughs) Well, I don't know that it was an excuse. It was an inkling of the reasoning perhaps of why I was. I mean, certainly there was a lot of defensiveness there. That's why I hadn't been aware of it before. We just put up these shields and these barriers and we don't want to go there. We don't want to look at things that are hard to look at. Right, confrontation is never comfortable, but it's, it's always them uncomfortable conversations that have to kind of push you to do that, to get, to get that out of your, of your system almost, you know, you have to clear your mind so you can just continue to move forward. Otherwise, yeah, you continue to be stuck in the past. So after you realized that, okay, yeah, I have something kind of going on. What, what steps did you now take after that? Well, I didn't actually take anything right then because I didn't know what to do. But it was in that time frame that I went to a doctor's appointment. He was a holistic physician. And I've got no idea why I went to him. But it was certainly nothing to do with emotions. But he recognized I was more stressed than I should be, given that I was a stay-at-home mother with two young boys and life should have been, you know, at least okay. 
And he asked me on a scale of zero through 10 what my stress level was. And I said it was an eight. And then he asked me why. And that's when I realized, oh, those tears from finding my mother, which was now two decades earlier, are still just under the surface. So he knew this technique called EFT, which is short for emotional freedom technique. It's also called tapping. And he tapped with me for about 15 minutes about my mother's death. And I walked away from that appointment, being able to tell the story in my mind without the tears there anymore. And that was the first time that I realized we keep those memories and those emotions physically stored in our body and that we can just let them go. So I went home that night after that appointment and I went online and learned how to do EFT better than I knew from that one short experience. It was given away by the person who developed it, Gary Craig, for free. So it's available online and I learned how to do it. But I wanted to check it out because I wasn't entirely convinced that that wasn't a one time fluke. And so I luck, you know, it's not really luckily for me, but. At the time, I had a 17-year-old cat at home who was just starting to fail. His kidneys were starting to fail. And we were told he needed to have a daily saline shot. And I was the one who had to give it. So the first time I gave him a shot, my hand was shaking so badly. I knew I wasn't going to be able to do it every day. It was just too, I was just too afraid of doing it. So I tried out this technique. I tapped about all the aspects of it. So I tapped about my hand shaking. I tapped about my fear of hurting him. And I tapped about all the memories of my past injections because I had had many. And the next day, the needle just slid right in. And all that fear that had been inside of my body had just disappeared. So that's when I realized two things. I realized EFT is deceptively simple, deceptively powerful. It doesn't look like it's doing much, but it really is. And I realized that the freedom is on the other side of that fear, on the other side of those emotions. And that's where I want it to be. Let's take a quick break. Welcome to the Alchemy of Natural Healing. I'm your host, Laurel Dewey. True healing is an alchemical process, meaning it must transform you on all levels, body, mind and spirit. What affects one affects all three. True healing is one of the hardest journeys you'll ever travel, but it's one of the most rewarding and fulfilling when you get to meet yourself for the first time. If you're ready to take that journey, let's get started. That's incredible. That's something you think that it might be so simple, you know, is um, so powerful. So can you tell us a little bit more about how EFT really helps and how somebody would go, like if, like you mentioned, if you're just a stressed, if you are just a, you know, born stressful person that takes everything, you know, emotionally and just kind of hangs onto it, what are some tapping techniques and if they're like a beginner, which I know very little about um, EFT and how it how it kind of works. I've seen some YouTube, uh, you know, videos which um, are helpful, but um, definitely can can you go into a little bit more on how how that helps or how you start to learn about that? If there's a sequence, I know there's like some specific sequential ways that you have to go through the meridian points or am I completely wrong on that? (laughs) No, you're correct. It's a little (laughs) bit like a form of acupressure. 
in that we're tapping on the ends of specific meridian systems as we're talking through or bringing to mind an event that has emotions or maybe that we don't know has emotions. So something that happened and it's the tapping itself that is releasing the energy from the nervous system. So it has the two components. It has the words that we use, which are just to bring the memory back into mind. But if we're feeling emotions already, right? If we're feeling anxious or something already, we don't necessarily have to use any words because that anxiety is already sitting inside of our body. And then just tapping on the points is actually gonna release the anxiety. So the tapping, the physical aspect I've realized over time is an important aspect of it, right? So it's not like we're doing talk therapy where you're just talking about it. You're actually doing something physical to let the energy out of the body. So there are specific points. And the first point is a karate chop point on the side of the hand. That's where we do a setup phrase. So something like, even though my dad shouted at me, that's my truth in this moment. And it's okay that I feel that way. Then the next point would be the top of the head, the crown point on the top of the head. And that we shorten the phrase at this point. So I'd say something like my dad shouted at me. The next point, the beginning of the eyebrow, then the edge of the eyebrow. And at each point I'm saying my dad shouted at me. Then the bone under the eye, then on the upper lip under the nose, on the chin, on the collarbone and under the arm where the brass wrap goes across if you have one. And that's one round of EFT. You then take a deep breath, you let it out. And maybe you'll do the you'll do the sequence again and again and again until the energy or the emotion has gone from that phrase that you're using. Now, one of the great things about EFT is the body provides feedback. So you can tell if you're actually releasing energy. So some things might happen. A lot of people will yawn. That's probably one of the most common things. A lot of people will burp. Some people get really, really tired. And one of the, the obvious things is that the voice will change, right? When you start saying something that has energy in it, right? Maybe you're angry at something, you'll, that will come across in your voice as you're saying the words. But as you let it go, it just becomes like you're reading from a book. All the energy has gone out of it. So at this point, I can tell the story about my mother's death. There's no emotions left in it anymore. So I can just, you know, say, simply state what happened because I've let go of the energy. So that's how you know it's working. Okay. So then when you say like one round, how long are you specifically tapping on each meridian? Or for how many times? Is it just like just for the phrase and then move move on? Right? Yeah, there's a couple of ways okay. to do it. Um, generally, they say like five to seven times on each place. And you're tapping firmly enough that you're going to kind of create an energetic interrupt into the nervous system of the body. You're not hurting yourself but you're not doing it so gently, nothing's going to happen. So kind of mid, mid pressure. But there's another way you can do it as well. You can actually tap on one point until there is some kind of release, like until you take a deep breath, until you sigh, until you yawn, until something happens, and then you can move on to the next one. So there's all sorts of variations you can do there. But you would continue working on it until you have some relief. So the amount of time that you're going to work on something will depend on the intensity of what was there to begin with. I see. Okay, that makes sense. And now, is it important to use both hands? Or is, I mean, is, would one hand work or you have to use both hands and do it at the same time? No, either hand, 
either hand will work uh, on the places where it's easy to do two I like I'll do two on the beginning of my eyebrow two on the edge of the eye two under the eye but then one under the nose one on the chin two in the collarbone one under the arm but it doesn't matter you can just use one okay so I've been seeing some videos that I'm watching um have you used this like on your young young children at all when you were raising them yes absolutely yes I would use it on my son when he would have nightmares I would just go up and tap on him. I didn't need to use any words at that point like because it was already living inside of him, those emotions. So I just tapped gently on his points and he would. I would do two or three rounds, maybe three or four, and he would just say, okay, mom, I can go back to sleep now. So wow. that worked great. And one time when I was on an airplane and we were taking off, there was a, a child who was screaming in his mother's arms and he kept screaming the whole time up to altitude. <laughs> And, you know, no one likes that on an airplane. <laughs> so I asked the father if he would swap places with me. And then I asked the mother if I could tap on her son. And I just tapped uh, two or three gentle rounds on him. He was just an infant. And he fell asleep in his mother's arms because it allowed his nervous system to relax enough to go to sleep. That's incredible. I mean, that that's absolutely incredible. That's something. How long has EFT been around? You mentioned... Uh, Gary Craig is my is did I write that down right he was the, the founder of this he developed he, it yes he developed he was a it? Okay. former chemical engineer who was interested in things like this yes oh, and, and he was probably 20 years ago 25 maybe I'm not sure the exact oh. time frame but it's been so it hasn't been around it hasn't been around that long then really no no it's it's morphed though over time um, unfortunately, you know, what the, one of the really, really powerful things about EFT, and as I've gone further on this journey, I've realized it's more and more important, is that EFT is working on the negative. You know, a lot of people think we need to be thinking positive, but it's the negative that is stored in our body. So that's what we want to tap on. So if we have negative thoughts or negative beliefs, we want to actually accept them, to actually feel them and allow the energy behind them to go because then they don't surface as much. Okay, that may, I mean, that makes sense. So I think like the first thing with any type of these modalities is really knowing that there's an issue, or I shouldn't say issue, but being aware of your body and these emotions that come up. If you're not aware of these, then there's nothing that can help you, right? I mean, there's a lot of people out there that walk around with so much stress and so many negative emotions, but they're just like, okay, I'm fine. I don't need X, Y, Z to help me. I'm just going to deal with it, right? So you need to be like, you don't want to feel, you have to know that you don't want to feel stuck in, like you said, when you had that conversation, right, at, at the school and you all of a sudden became aware that, hey, this isn't how I normally would react, or maybe I should you know, address something that might be going on internally with me. Um, right. But there has to be an opening. There has to be some yeah. desire for something to change. Now we can start doing this work even without being aware of the emotions because I had suppressed everything so much. I really wasn't aware of my emotions very much. I was very shut down, but if we know what happened, so even if we know what happened, but don't know the emotions underneath them, we can still work with EFT it still works, right? Because we'd just be telling a story. And that's how I started out with talking about my mother's death. I just talked about what happened that morning. 
And as I did more and more tapping, it opens up the subconscious mind. It actually allows the, the deeper things, the deeper emotions, the more details to the story, it allows that to open up and emerge. And then you can start tapping at that deeper level. So is this something that you, that you do on a daily basis? I don't know. This was just the first step of my journey. I really went through another two steps after this. So shall I tell you about them? Absolutely. Let's, let's, yeah, tell us about those. Okay. So as I did more and more tapping, I realized it's opening up the subconscious mind and that process itself is expanding the awareness. So I started to become aware of my emotions during the day. Well, one thing I should say about with the EFT is what I started using it every day, started noticing when I was emotional and then I would tap, but I wanted more than that. So I wrote down every emotional memory I could think of from my childhood which was several pages. And I tapped through one of those events or beliefs or something. Once I, I tapped through one a night for about an hour to an hour and a half each night until I'd gone through all of my childhood memories. And I found my mind becoming quieter and more peaceful and I was less reactionary. So I just wanted to keep going. So I realized I was becoming aware of the physical sensations underneath the emotions because we'll use words like sadness or anger or frustration, but what we're really describing is, is how we're holding ourselves. We're actually holding ourselves in, a, in tension. We're holding tension in certain places as we're feeling. We give a name to that tension. We might say, I'm feeling sad when we're feeling tension across the solar plexus. You know, or we might say we're feeling angry when we can feel the tension in our jaw and our hands. So I became aware of those physical sensations. And at that point, I didn't feel like I needed to tap anymore. I could have done. I could have tapped about this fear in my solar plexus. Those could have been my words as I was tapping. But I wanted to actually feel those feelings, feel those sensations. So I taught myself how to do that. And I realized I could focus on that tension. For me, it was normally fear I was working on and it was normally in my solar plexus. So I could feel that fear sitting there, but as soon as I moved or as soon as I took a deep breath, I couldn't focus on it anymore. So what I realized I had to do was actually hold myself like a statue and stop breathing where I was. I wouldn't take a deep breath because then I'd lose it. I'd just stop breathing right where I was when I could feel that fear in my stomach. And I would just hold my attention on it. I would just, I would even talk to it. I can feel this fear sitting there in my solar plexus. And I just want to feel you. You've been suppressed for decades and you don't know how to be felt. So I just want to feel you. And then I would need to take a deep breath at some point and I would feel there would be a shift in that tension. So then I would think the thought again and feel it again and let it shift. And I would do it over and over again with the same thought until that tension had gone, at which point that thought is free because there's no longer any tension underneath. So it's the same as with EFT, but it's now at a deeper level of awareness. So that was kind of the second step. So then in the evenings, instead of tapping on my history, I would tap on collective traumas like 9-11 or the Loma Prieta earthquake I was in because we all have our own experience of those collective traumas. So I would lay on the sofa and I would bring those memories to mind and feel all those sensations in my body and allow them to be, and they would dissipate. And I'd do that over and over again. And all the while, you know, life is getting better. I'm releasing this burden from me. But at some point along this journey, I realized I could keep my awareness inside my body after the tension had released. 
which was really weird. I'd never heard anyone doing it before. I didn't know what I was doing really. And the only way I can kind of explain it is imagine you have a toothache or a stomachache, right? You can pinpoint where that pain's coming from. But once the pain has dissipated, you can't really find where it was again. You can't feel where it was because it's gone. I found that I could keep my awareness inside my body at that point. So I started to play with that. Can I do it again? I've done it once. Can I do it again? And I found that I could. So then what can I do? So I realized I could actually move my awareness around inside. And so I would do that. And I would find a place that had tension. And I would focus on the tension. And it would shift. And then I would do it again and again and again. So now I'm at a deep level, deeper level. EFT was working with more the words and the feelings, the emotions, and then the physical sensations was working at that level. And now I'm working inside the body. So I would just keep doing that over and over again. And it took many, many months, but eventually I could put my awareness inside my head. And that was eye-opening to me because there was so much pain in my left cheek and the forces pulling my bones out of alignment were just unbelievable to me. I had no idea that I had been living with this pain and these forces inside my head for 50 years. I was, it wasn't just happening, that it had been there all along, but I had just become aware of it. So that made me realize how much we really store inside of us from our past that we really have no awareness of until we're ready to be shown it. So then I would just work on this tension a little bit at a time. Just, it was so much pain, I could only do it for a few seconds at a time. But eventually I got to the place where I could actually feel my skull bones relax into, it felt like it was just relaxing. But now I know because I had those x-rays taken last year that it was actually, the skull bones were actually relaxing into a more aligned position. So um, we're incredibly powerful. Wow. That, yeah, that's absolutely as powerful that you could become so aware of your feelings and traumas and literally just shift, shift them like that. Um, and I would imagine that that's got to take incredible, I don't even know the word, just uh, in, in order for your, your body to really open up and feel relaxed and to be able to allow yourself to really kind of listen to your body and your feelings. Um, I'm sure there's not a, there's not a lot of us who, who might be able to do that. But um, I certainly couldn't have done it at the beginning. It's been a process, right? As I've gone along, my ability to do this has increased, right? There was no way I could have done it when I started. I wasn't aware of those physical sensations when I started. So I certainly couldn't, you know, I don't think someone could do what I could do right off the bat. But if someone started with the EFT, like I did, they could certainly get to the point that I'm at. Yeah, I mean, I guess like with anything else, right, it's a practice. And it's something that you have to continually, continuously do to really, um, I don't want to use the word benefit, but there's so there's an endless opportunity for you to really be able to free yourself and free your mind of of all that just past anxiousness and everything that's kind of been going on and festering inside of you for so many years. Um, yeah. And one of the things I, I think people don't really realize is that if two things, I guess, it feels really good to release tension that has been stored in the body for so long. So I got to the point that I didn't want to do anything else because it felt so good to do this inner work. 
And the other thing is that as things release over time, as we let go of that burden, life improves, right? We, we've released that burden. So it actually, we actually feel lighter, right? It's easier to laugh. Fun things are happening all around. So, you know, it's, it's an enlightenment journey as, as we move along this path. And I think that's the way that we all kind of want to live is to live our happy life, right? And to not like wake up and go, oh my God, another day, you know, and like, oh, what's, what's going to be on the, you know, on the menu today for me, I have to do this and this and this. And then it's all of a sudden people are just stressed. They're just stressed because they know they have a lot to do, but life is not meant to live like that. You want to live your life happy. You have one life to live and let's, let's enjoy it. Um, Right. And I don't even use the word happy so much. I use the word peace. I was always, my goal was always inner peace, right? These physical changes were just a side effect of achieving inner peace, right? Just a relaxation at a deeper and deeper level. So even if we woke up in the morning and we tapped about everything we had to do and let go of that fear or the stress of having to do all these things in the day and just come to peace in that moment, that's going to change the day and the outcome. I love that you use the word peace. I think that's very important because you do want to feel peace within yourself. I think when you use that word, it makes me feel free. You know, I, yeah, I guess happy. Yeah, we all want to be happy. But when you're truly at peace with yourself and the world and, and others, um, yeah, you can truly just enjoy your life and go through life and each day just really enjoying it. So can we just go back for one minute? Because I just want to make sure that everybody knows, I was not aware of this, um, that EFT is not only just you tapping on yourself, but you can also use it to help others. Like you mentioned the infant or you mentioned your son. Um, so if, if there's another person or maybe you have an elderly parent that might be sick, um, you can tap on them is that correct and that would still be beneficial for them absolutely yes and there's kind of two aspects to doing that <clears throat> excuse me the first would be we can tap on ourselves about how we feel about them right if they're a parent of ours and we're sad that they're declining or that they've had a fall or something right if we have emotions around them we can tap on those first so that we can come to peace ourselves and then if they're willing, we can tap on them and maybe they can come up with words or we can come up with words and we can tap on them. But if we've done our inner work first, then we're not trying to influence them when we're tapping. I see. And with a child, right? With a child, you, you could do that too, right? If you have a, a child that's perhaps out of control, right? And you're embarrassed, that they're having a tantrum or whatever, there's your work to do around that to you for you to come to peace with the fact that that's happening. And then there's their, um, you know, their tantrum or whatever's happening. So there's, there's two people you can tap on. Wow, that's an incredible thing to, and very powerful again, that you can do that. And I don't want to use the word change, but just kind of shift their, uh, their whole emotions, I guess. Is that the right, would that be the right word? Yeah, I mean, it, it does change, right? I think of us as a signal, right? So we're emitting okay, a signal yes. and we're attracting back to us based on that signal. So how we're feeling in the moment is definitely part of that signal. So if we can change our signal from frustration or anxiety to peace, 
that is then what we're attracting into our future. Yeah, so if we change that, we're also going to change our interactions with other people because we interact based on our signal, right? When we talked the, the previous time, the x-ray that you have and that whole like movement of your bone structure and you have the pictures side by side. Now, for those of you um, that are listening and, don't, and, and can't really see this, but um, you'll have to watch the YouTube video later and, and shows how tapping, how to kind of go through the meridians. Um, and she also has a YouTube um, video on there is on her channel of the side-by-side x-rays, right? Of how your jaw and your whole skull kind of shifted. I think that's absolutely incredible and like unbelievable, unless you would to, you know, physically see these things. It's just, it's crazy. Um, tell us a little bit more about that. Okay, sure. They're just orthodontic x-rays. So I had one taken in 2013, not knowing I was going to have another one, you know, years later and see these okay. changes. So then I had this other one last year and you can see that my eye sockets, right? Those bones, I didn't even know those bones would move, but the eye sockets have aligned and my jaw, which was way off to the side is now much more centered. And my neck, I've had scoliosis, I think since I was born when I had my right foot up against my right shin and had physical therapy for the first six weeks of my life. I think my whole body twisted at that point. And so it's untwisting. So my neck is so much straighter than it was. And I have grown half an inch as a 55 year old because of this release. It's just release of tension or dis-ease at a deeper and deeper level inside. So I believe all the steps starting with EFT, you know, all of the steps we talked about is actually releasing dis-ease inside of us. That's incredible. I mean, that is just so powerful. That just, just amazes me completely. Um, tell us a little bit about the book that you, that you wrote and how it could be beneficial for, for people that want to learn a little bit more, more about this. Yeah. So I wrote the book after I had become, after I was able to look inside, you know, actually go inside my body because I didn't want to forget the steps that I had gone through. I knew as I moved beyond that journey that I might forget some of the details. So I wanted to write it all down. So that's in my book. It's called A Pathway to Insights. And it goes into the detail in the different steps and all the things that happen because, you know, as our body releases tension that's been stored for so long, some weird things can happen. That's that's awesome. I'll put that in the show notes for everybody. So if they're interested, they can absolutely take a look at that. Let's just talk about all the things that are happening in the world around us. It's such a stressful time, and especially the past two years with the pandemic. And a lot of people have um, have been grieving because they've lost a loved one. Um, what are some what are some things that we can do? Or can you talk about how we can try to get through these tough days of this crazy world that we're living in today. Sure. And there is so much going on. And one of the things I've realized over the years is that we love to blame other people or blame other things. So we might watch the news and think, oh, you know, that's the politicians or something else out there or the Supreme Court or someone else is doing something that we don't like, but we have no control over it. Well, the control that we have is how we feel about it. So we can tap about how much we hate the divisions, right? Any division, we always have a side normally that we're on, right? And we don't like the other side. So we can tap about that, right? We can tap about 
how we feel about a Supreme Court de decision or how we feel about war. We've all had our own experiences in school about learning about World War I and World War II, and those live inside of us. So we always have more control than we think we have. So if we tap, if we learn to tap and we tap on what we're hearing on the news or when we're watching someone else argue or whatever, we tap about our own feelings about it and we come to peace in ourselves, then that's the signal we're emitting and we're attracting peace into our future. So I think if we all did that, we would absolutely change the future of the world. That could be so incredibly useful and powerful in everybody's day-to-day -day routine. Just to add just a, just a little bit of time to really kind of just take control of our own feelings and emotions and really know your body. And it's, I think it's like anything that we kind of go through. Let's take control of ourselves. And like you mentioned, stop blaming other people. We need to start with ourselves. And we also need to be aware of feeling our feelings and taking control of them and owning up to what it is that we're ultimately feeling on a daily basis under any situation that we kind of go through. Um, and even if EFT isn't, isn't for somebody, there's always another modality out there. I think that somebody can adapt into their daily routine that, that could help them just take control of their own life, you know, and, but just become aware that, you know, Hey, I, I shouldn't have reacted in that way. And, you know, I'm, I'm not always perfect and none of us are, but take ownership of your feelings and what it is that you're saying to other people, right. but you're and ultimately, accept and accept them. Yeah. That's one of the things that I didn't know when I started this journey, we, we so often don't think we should be thinking what we're thinking or feeling what we're thinking. So each path along each step along this path has been acceptance at, at each level. So acceptance of exactly what I'm thinking or exactly what I'm feeling then acceptance of the physical sensations, then acceptance of that tension, right? Just allowing it to be there. And that's when the shift happens is when that acceptance is really acknowledged. Wow, that's awesome. I appreciate all of that. Um, all right, before I ask you my last two questions, is there anything you wanna kind of wrap up about anything? Hmm. Um, let me just mention awareness. I know we, we've kind of talked to, about it a little bit and there is a spectrum. There's a spectrum to awareness and we always think we're right, right? We always think our awareness is the level of awareness there is, but there isn't. There is a spectrum of awareness as, as we talked about, right? Some people can be aware at a really, really deep level and some people are not. And that actually reflects on how gullible you are and your depth of a depth of life of what's happening in life because you know I've reached the point where there is so much more depth to life now than there was 10 years ago but I didn't know that 10 years ago so I want people to realize that is a lot more depth to life that you can probably achieve and that you probably don't even know about yet but you can keep searching and you can find it Wonderful. All right. Well, I'm ready to ask you my last questions that I ask everybody. Um, so if you could go back to any time period, any age or any time frame, what time period would you choose and why? 
goodness, that's a question I've never thought about before. <laughs> um, possibly the Roaring Twenties, just because I love the the music and the dress. And yeah, that's, yeah, I mean, that would be fun. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I like that. Okay. So if you could give us any advice moving forward, if there's any advice that anybody who struggles with any type of diseases and illnesses or anxiety and daily stresses, what advice would you give them? One of the things that really helped me along the way was really understanding the law of attraction and the fact that we are a signal. Because then I could ask myself multiple times a day, and I did, how am I feeling right now? And do I want to feel this way again in the future? Because we attract back the same feeling complex that we're emitting. And so most of the time I didn't want to attract it back again. So that would incentivize me to do something about it right now. So I would, even taking a deep breath will relax us and change our signal so that we're attracting something different into the future. But if someone's willing to learn EFT and actually release the tension at a deeper level, that would even be more beneficial. I love that. I love it. You can find Anne on YouTube. Anne, is it just Anne Hints as H-I-N-C-E? Yeah, just, just look up the name. Yeah. Okay. I'll, uh, I'll link that in the show notes as well so people can check out all your videos and that um, incredible x-ray of the kind of before and after your whole awareness shift is absolutely just jaw, jaw dropping. <laughs> yeah. um, I love it. I love that at any age, you can just be aware of, of yourself and that you have it inside of you to really shift your mental clarity and give yourself that release to really release yourself of all this just garbage that we do hold on to. And I, I do think that it, it takes, it takes almost like a life altering, like, oh man, why did I do that? To really be like, this isn't right. So I don't feel right. There's gotta be a change. And, um, to become aware of that is, is incredibly powerful and that the tools are out there and that it is completely in your hands to um, be able to kind of change the way that you go about life in general. So, all right. Well, thank you so much, Anne, for all of your incredible information and education informing us on EFT and how it can really help not only yourself, but you have the ability to help others as well. With that being said, I hope you have an incredible day. And again, thank you for being here and sharing your journey with us. I really appreciate it all. Thank you. I appreciate it too. All right, Anne. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. Okay. Bye-bye. Hi, friends. Let me take a quick minute and thank our very first show sponsor. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. It's so easy, even I can do it. Trust me, that means you can do it too. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today.
Thank you all for being here. I am so glad we found each other. See you next time. Have an incredible day, my beautiful friends.